Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and this week we're going back eight years to a blog that I posted on the 23rd of February in 2015. It's entitled, He's Taken Up Your Case and Upholds Your Cause. As we all know, Facebook will show you memories from past years on the day, date that they were posted. I don't always look at these posts or read them, but today I did. As I read the old blog, I knew in my spirit that I was supposed to share it with each of you today. If I had shared the blog precisely as it was written, today's post would have been a very, very short one. However, as I read through it and began to edit, I found myself adding more and more of what our Father was speaking to my spirit. I can only pray that this episode will truly minister to your needs, hearts, and spirits as God intends. The scripture for this post is coming from Lamentations 3, 57 through 59, and it reads, You came near when I called you, and you said, Do not fear. You, Lord, took up my case. You redeemed my life. Lord, you have seen the wrong done to me. Uphold my cause. The prophet Jeremiah had been through much. In Lamentations, he is doing exactly that, lamenting. He's literally crying and speaking of the hurts, the pains, discouragement, and all of the disappointments of life that he had been through. I believe that one of the reasons Jeremiah was so hurt is because he was truly dedicated to God. He loved him and served him with his whole heart. He obeyed God fully, even when it meant that he himself would be discredited and ostracized by others. Even with living that life of dedication, those who should have received from him were the very ones who wronged him. This is the same commitment that many followers of Christ have had to make. Either fit in like everyone else and go along with the crowd, or take a stand and speak what you know you hear the voice of God is speaking to you. Like many of us, Jeremiah was speaking of his battles and attacks, not only by the spiritual enemy, but literal people who had risen up against him. He spoke of those who had said and done things, even up to trying to take his very life by throwing him in a pit. It was at this time in the life of the prophet that he truly cried from the depths of his, his spirit and mourned. Many of us, as men and women of God, as Christians and followers of Christ, have also cried from the depths of our hearts, as, Je as Jeremiah said, because of the wrongs done to us. We have gone into our secret places and cried out to our Father, weeping and mourning over the hurts and disappointments we have experienced in our own personal lives and marriages, our families, on our jobs, businesses, our own health, and even the death of loved ones. Like the Jews who mistreated the prophet while proclaiming their love for God, many Christians today have lamented over the treatments we have received from those who proclaim their love for Christ. As the scripture speaks of Jeremiah, again it says that he lamented over the wrongs that were done to him. 
And so it has been with many in the church and body of Christ. The wrongs that have been done by other Christians has truly caused some to absolutely grieve and mourn. Sidebar. But for those who are still there, I can tell you from experience that you'll not only get through it, but you will get over it. Let me say that mourning is a very difficult season in a person's life. It can be a very cruel and painful time. It can also be deceptive because in actuality, a person can mourn and grieve without even realizing what's happening to them or what they're going through. They may not understand why they're feeling the way they do. We mourn and grieve over many, many things besides the death of a loved one. We can mourn over a marriage, not even one that has ended, but one that is not as it should be or not as one had hoped it would be. We can mourn over things that have gone totally opposite of what had been planned and expected. One can grieve over their health decline, and when hopes, plans, and expectations are not what we thought, that can be the catalyst that will bring about our time and seasons of lament. As stated earlier, many Christians mourned and grieved over the events that took place in the churches when pastors and their fellow members allowed the hatred and bigotry to become so evident and overt among their congregations during the Trump administration that still continues today. When something goes away totally opposite of our dreams, making those dreams into nightmares, when they conflict and become contrary to what we had believed and what we had waited for, we grieve. When children grow up in a way that was totally different from the vision that parents had for them, not reaching or achieving the great potential that was seen in them, going into drugs, ending up on the wrong side of the law, people will lament as they watch not only their children's lives, but sometimes a spouse or even a parent's life spiral totally out of control from what was expected. We're not just talking about sons or daughters not marrying or who we wish they had or perhaps choosing a career that we don't agree with. Individuals grieve and mourn when they see the lives of the people they love, not only family members, but friends, co-workers, and church members who they knew could have been so much greater and happier turn out to be a life that was destroyed by someone or something totally unexpected. When drugs, adultery, racism, hatred, or any number of things become more dominant in an individual's life, it affects not just the person, but those that love, trust, and believed for that person. There's mourning when a job or career ends that someone had expected to retire from, but instead there was great loss and drastic changes for their futures. It could be the loss of a home, even if that loss was because of some catastrophe, whether it was natural or financial, we grieve. 
All of these things and even more can bring about mourning. But Jeremiah knew with all that he had seen and even what had been experienced, still he could say that when he called God, God answered and said, do not fear. The Lord took up his case, redeemed his life, and he upheld his cause. You always hear me say that when we call, when we pray, God hears. And when God hears, he answers. Even now, God is redeeming your life, taking up your cause. So obey the voice of God in this command and do not fear. God has already redeemed us. To redeem means to do the part of the near kinsman. It also means to rescue, to avenge, to ransom and deliver. Here Jeremiah is saying that God had done the part of the near kinsman. He had rescued him. He had redeemed and delivered him from the hand of the enemy. When Abraham received word that Lot had been taken by the four kings who defeated Sodom, he did the part of the near kinsman and rescued him. Jesus Christ is our redeemer, our near kinsman. He rescues and delivers us. He paid the price of the ransom for us, for what or whoever tries to take us captive. God is saying, do not fear. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you may be going through right now, he sees all that the enemy has tried to do to you and God himself is upholding your cause. He sees the frustration and discouragement that the enemy tries to hold you down with, but always remember that you're the winner. So continue to stand strong. And again, I say to you what God is speaking to us all, do not fear. The psalmist says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Morning, the time between midnight and noon, M-O-R-N-I-N-G. Your morning time has come. The dawning of your new day is here. And your morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Your time of grief and pain has ended. Something else you always hear me say is that according to Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time and a season for everything under the sun. If you're lamenting, mourning, or grieving over someone or something that has not gone as you had expected or hoped, know that it's only for a season. It doesn't mean that the person or situation will change. And unfortunately, that's what many of us wait on. Too often, our emotions and happiness are contingent on what others do or don't do. Stop it. We cannot allow the actions of others to determine our mental stability, our contentment and joy. We cannot give that power to anyone, and that includes the government and racist white supremacist groups. We cannot allow the choices and actions of others to bring us into the pits of despair and depression. When we allow that, then we have given them and the enemy complete authority over our lives. No one has that authority but us and God. 
And even God doesn't have it if we don't give it to him completely. Let the change be in you so that what others do or whatever occurs in your life through the actions of others will not affect you permanently. They may discourage you, disappoint, or even hurt you, but we cannot allow the decisions of others, right or wrong, good or bad, to take a permanent toll on you or your life. The choices of others will not bring you down to the pits of despair. Yes, you may mourn and grieve for a while, but remember, again, it's only for a season. And again, the great thing about seasons is that they change. As surely as winter changes to spring, your seasons of mourning will change to joy. Another phrase that many have heard me say is that there is a vast difference between grief and depression. Some of you are saying right now that I always say the same thing. And yes, as far as this matter is concerned, I do. I don't think I can emphasize often enough the importance of people recognizing depression for what it is and what its purpose by the enemy to accomplish. As stated earlier, grief is a season that will change. Your grief can change to joy even if the person or situation that you're in doesn't. It may not happen instantaneously, but it will happen if you let it. You cannot allow what life someone else chooses to live to determine the life that you will live. One of the scriptures that changed my life is from 1 Samuel when Hannah promised God that if he would give her a son, she would give him back. God did and she did what she had promised. We can give people, sons, daughters, husbands, wives, and even situations to God. But the key is don't take them back. Hannah still loved her child and went to visit him, but she never took him back. We can still love our children, spouses, parents, and siblings, but when we give them to God, don't take them back. It doesn't mean that we don't care about them or that we're not concerned about them. We can continue to pray for them and pray in agreement with God concerning them. But it doesn't mean that we don't care. However, we must learn to leave them in God's hands and release the depression, misery, hurt, and pain that we're going through because of them. Release them and take back your joy. Let me say that depression is a spirit or an emotion that is sometimes caused by a chemical imbalance within an individual. Hormones, medications, and events can bring us into states of depression. However, whether it's chemical or spiritual, they will both try to bring an individual to the same end, and that's suicide. These imbalances or spirits, whichever they are, not always, but sometimes can actually be generational. So often a son or daughter who suffer from these attacks have seen parents go through the same issues. 
when dealing with depressions or thoughts of suicide, these are the things that cannot be kept secret. They must be talked about and discussed openly with others. If you or someone you know is suffering from depression, talk to others. And as Jeremiah did, sob, lament, wail, cry, and call out to God. And let me reiterate, when you hear the term that someone is suffering from depression, always remember that the individual is truly suffering. In this time of suffering, call out to others and talk about it more than anything. Call out to God. Know that God has heard you when you called and he is saying to you, do not fear. He has taken up your case. He has redeemed, rescued, and brought salvation to your very life, to your very cause. He has rescued your dreams and delivered your hopes. As far as unsaved loved ones are concerned, those that you have given to him, as he once told me, and I quote, no one wants them saved more than him, end quote. No one wants them delivered and set free more than he does. He has seen what the enemy has done, and he is upholding your cause. Jesus Christ is your kinsman redeemer, and he will rescue you. He has taken up your cause, and he will restore your joy. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I- T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support and may God bless each and every one of you.